1: The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family.
0: Hello, I'm Beck Hill.
1: And I'm Matthew Hoyton.
0: And this is Concessions, a podcast where we interview your cult heroes at Comic-Cons around the world.
1: Okay, this one is with the wonderful Holly Marie Combs, uh, who, as you all know, was Piper and Charmed. And this was one, because obviously we we put things up when we are at uh, Comic-Con, this was the one that most of the people I know, like, jaws to the floor, because, like, Charm was so big, obviously. Everyone's like,
0: oh, my God, it's Piper! Yeah, and look, I'll be honest, we weren't sure... What she was going to be like because she was so big, and the fans coming about was there were so many of them, and sometimes that can produce a diva. And this Comic-Con Brussels that we we had, there was zero divas. Everyone was incredible, so lovely, and she was not an exception. Um, She was so wonderful to speak to. She's so
1: fascinating as well. Yes. um, If you're you're here because you're a fan of her, you'll know this already, but she's she's really passionate about environmental issues. Mm. And this is one of the weird things about doing these is sometimes you really just want to talk about something like that But then you're you're aware there's about a 1,000 fans going,
0: please ask them about the thing that I'm here for. Yeah, which we do eventually get to. Yeah, we do. Um,
1: And obviously we love that too. But, yeah, she was just really just lovely and and so insightful. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, um, obviously if you're a Charm fan, you get all that too.
0: Yeah, and even if you're not, it's a great conversation, definitely worth listening to. So let's jump in. To choose Hopefully where you're to sit.
1: we let you choose it.
0: Everyone goes. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, I know. There's a lot of choice. Uh, yeah. Now, everyone goes. You did that like a uh, like how a pet does at home, where they make themselves comfortable yes. and turn in a little. <laughs> yeah, so it was nice. I have two. Yeah. Sorry.
1: <laughs> yeah, just, it's yours now. The thank you. The yours. Yeah, yeah. It's my throne. How are you
2: doing? <laughs> Good. I'm well, thank Having you. Having a nice time in Belgium? I am, actually, yes. It's
1: lovely, isn't it?
2: It is. Um, it's a uh, little rainy, but I appreciate that.
1: Welcome to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.
2: Welcome to weather. We don't yeah. have that in Los Angeles <laughs>
1: So have you managed to explore yet?
2: I haven't got to really yet um, Hopefully I have a little bit of time left So I'll be able to do that I'm open to any suggestions
0: Oh, bear that in Because we'll come to the audience at the end of mm-hmm. this So yeah. if anyone has any suggestions yes. We're going to get them from you
1: It's TripAdvisor in?
0: Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. what you do. You ask the locals. Well, because you did a you did a reality road trip show, didn't you? I did in the states. Yes, and everyone got to vote on what you should do. Yes, which on I the thought website. Was a terrible idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but now we're going to recreate it here. I know. I know. Road it's, trip Brussels. It's different
2: when no one is filming it. Yeah, yeah, there
1: is that. <laughs> I'm going to say this as a country. I come from England, and giving the public a choice on your fate—that's yeah. a good idea. So
2: off with her head! <laughs> off with her head! Uh,
1: what was the What was the best place they sent you on your trip?
2: You know, I liked Florida the most because oh, really? we got to do the most environmental stuff, and we got to do the sea turtles. Got to fly in planes over the ocean and, and look for sharks and turtles and stuff like that. So, oh, amazing. Um, yeah.
0: You know, Are you is my big part. into environment and animals? I am. And... I
2: am. I think it's important. I think it's important mm. for all of us. And I seem to be quite obsessed with it lately. So, yes, it's definitely become my foremost passion, I think.
0: Yeah, good. Yeah. I think it's nice. It's good that it's on the forefront of people's minds. Uh, Finally. I, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Do you? Well, is there anything, because I've started using Keep Cup
2: for oh, coffee, good, you know, good, so I'm not good. using all the yeah. little
0: things. Do you have a little thing you've started doing as your... I do. You know, it's yeah. crazy is um, what's driving me
2: nutty. And this is going to now be other people's <laughs> obsession. But I keep looking at these little pieces of plastic in like packagings and all these little pieces and I go... Where do they go? Mm. Oh,
1: you mean like the... The little tiny... Micro crystals and things no, like that. No, the
2: micro things. And then like if you buy a pair of earrings, there's a piece of plastic on yeah. the back of it. Yeah, yeah. And I go, yeah. what... The-
0: where do these things go? Yeah, in the action figures that you buy in the yes. boxes. I mean, yes. I guess the environmental thing to do is just not take it out of its box. Right. Yeah, Yeah. that's so what I you do being with my action figures.
1: I, I don't think this is the sort of environment that they keep their action figures in a box. Of course what? you do.
2: <laughs> that's how you're supposed to keep them. Um, but no, so what I've begun to do, because I'm so crazy obsessed with it now, and my children are watching me in the kitchen just go, what is she doing? but I'll take all these little pieces and I'll put them in a bigger plastic bottle and I'll keep them all together in this magnificent, like, junk collection of plastic until I can take it to recycling and hopefully they recycle
0: the whole thing. Yeah. They
2: probably don't because they throw it out as some crazy lady's trash.
0: But... (laughs) Sell it as art. It's Los Angeles. Yeah. Yeah, just put a price tag on that. True. I reckon there's some people here I'm pretty sure would buy your trash.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Depends on what's in it, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's driving me nutty.
1: Have you? Have you always? Is this something you found is a recent thing your interest? Has it always been? You've had an interest in the environment. No, or?
2: I wanted to be a marine biologist when I was oh, wow. a teenager, and I started scuba diving when I was 13. And then, because my family didn't have a lot of money, I had the choice to either work in in this business or go to school. And unfortunately, it came down to working because it made more money and didn't cost money like school did yeah so it's kind of come full circle in a way yeah where because I'm doing or did what I did before I can now talk about these things and come up here and talk about plastic
0: yeah but it's like it's but a everybody way, wants to hear about it's it. a good way of using your power yeah I mean yeah. I mean of all the ways to use power right. yeah you're the right person yeah <laughs> yep Because you've obviously, um, I need to ask, how did you get into it? In the first, into into acting and everything. What was the...
2: My mom wanted to be an actress and um, she wasn't liking it very much. And uh, she used to drag me along to auditions with her. And apparently I was giving her a lot of advice on how to be better at it. (laughs) How old are you at this point? She says eight. But, you know, so I don't remember it. But, uh, yeah she could be totally lying but that was the story that she sold me and sells a lot of people actually still so yeah it was her fault she likes to take credit for it now
0: yeah yeah well that's what have you you, have you got you've got children i do so i'm sure you like to take credit for whenever they do something good i don't (laughs) i pretend like i don't know them (laughs)
2: i'll
0: be like that kid i've never seen him before in my
2: life Nope. Excuse,
1: excuse me officer. this child keeps calling me mum
2: this child keeps following me around the store and I, I can't get rid of him. why yeah. are you doing this to me it's true yeah.
0: Mom, stop leaving your bottle of plastic with me yeah. I have some plastic pieces for you of course you do yeah.
1: um, so when's that switch when do you go from this person who wants to do things like marine biology when does the acting mm-hmm. start coming is that a gradual thing or is it suddenly, oh, this is what I do.
2: It got to a point where, yeah, I couldn't be the kid actor anymore. I had to be, like, the grown-up adult actor, and they expect more from you then. What? (laughs) Yeah. So I had to, like, decide if I was going to be good at it or try harder or be more invested. And um, I did. And, you know, Picket Fences came along at sort of that time where um, I had to make that decision where it was going to be like a lifelong investment for me and couldn't go to college at the time. So um, I was surrounded, thankfully, by really good actors, by Tom Skerritt and Kathy Baker and Ray Walston and Vivish Schwinkel, and, and the list goes on and on and on. And they really made me a better actor just by being in their presence. So
1: so did you? were you one of those actors that essentially... You figured it out on the job. You didn't have training or did you do stuff at school?
2: Right. Um, I didn't like acting classes. Oh, really? I I really didn't like them. Um, When I was younger, my mom put me in um, commercial classes as to try and be like the bubbly, young, commercial-selling...
1: That's where the money is. Apparently.
2: (laughs) I didn't make that money. (laughs) Um, And it was just so painful to me because I was a very serious and dark child to try and sell toothpaste. (laughs) I couldn't do it. I wasn't good at it.
1: I you know what, though, it. now that I look back through Charm, I see that coming through all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> yeah,
2: is she trying to, is
1: she doing a little thing about toothpaste.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was not for me.
1: I'd love so, to be that yeah. person who goes back through Charm just to find that one shot of you suddenly going to camera yeah. like, just so <laughs> no one really catches it.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's definitely there. <laughs> it's somewhere in the archives.
1: So, what was what was the first role you landed then?
2: Um, my very first role, I was an extra for forever. I was an extra in movies. I did do a few commercials. Um, the first movie I did was called Sweetheart's Dance with um, Susan Sarandon and Elizabeth oh, Perkins yeah. and Jeff Daniels. So again, I was around much better actors than myself.
0: Never heard um, of them.
2: Heard of them. <laughs> and I, I, you know, I literally, I was, I was lucky enough to have a training ground where people were always better than me around me and it made me sort mm. of step up to their level and they taught me a few tricks it's fantastic yeah, yeah.
1: it's it's interesting cuz we obviously we speak to a lot of people and a lot of actors come on and they always mention that that they were around other people and they mm-hmm. it's it's almost like it's a strange thing because you're all obviously on that level to be on those sets, but right. no one ever ever. Nobody it's think, like...
2: because actors are all terribly insecure.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, <laughs> They're all terribly
2: what, what... insecure, and we're all convinced we're never going to work again. <laughs> never. Yeah.
1: It's, do you do you still find that, or do you find now you're like a lot further down from where you started that you you don't have that as much, or do you have still have? I get
2: graduated. It? Yeah, no. that's a good way I of not, it. Yeah. I haven't graduated yet. And Tom Skerritt actually on Picket Fences told me a great thing at one point. He said, when you think you're great, when you think you're good enough, that's when you're done. That's yeah. when you're done. That's when you should quit because then you stop improving.
1: Mm. Very, so, yeah, very yeah. good advice. Yeah.
0: That is good advice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Never so. feel confident in what
2: you yeah. do. Never, <laughs> never.
0: It's not a good thing. So, if you were, if you had those actors to mm-hmm. look up to and to, to lead you on, going back to the marine biology stuff mm-hmm. and, and the environmentalism, is there anyone that you look up to in that side of things? Any authors or uh, documentarians or anything like that 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 got you interested in that side, or was it just a a fascination with? No,
2: you know, I um I was born in San Diego, where there is Sea World, mm-hmm. and so. I was very drawn to it at a young age and I was always around the ocean and um, I actually took my son there my my oldest son I took when he was about 6 and I always thought it was this world class experience where you know we have the San Diego Zoo we have SeaWorld and we always think of these as world class you know experiences and uh, my son who was 6 at the time turned around to me and we were standing over the tanks And uh, you could see kind of everything and everywhere they were. And he said to me, where do they go at night? Oh, Oh. And like, I didn't quite understand what he said. And I said, what do you mean? This This is where they live. And he goes, well, they can't just stay here. It's not big enough. And I was like, and the hair stood up on the back of my neck. And I felt like a horrible parent. Wasn't the first time, won't be the last. <laughs> and I realized he, in that generation, just has a keener sense of, of right and wrong and where mm-hmm. these animals should be and how they should live and how they should not be utilized for um, people's entertainment of all things. And so, you know, it, it was my son who, who completely changed my point of view on the whole thing and um and then blackfish the movie the documentary came out you know a couple years later and and you could see the inner workings of sea world and how horrible of a life it is a daily life for the whales and i was like that little shit was right <laughs> completely right which i try not to tell him he's right all the time but yeah. he already thinks he is
1: I like to think you right. went into his bedroom that night and you little yeah. shit, He's
0: you were right. right. <laughs> always right. Um,
1: right, so. we, we are going to... I am very aware that you guys want us to ask about Charmed as well. Uh, this is the thing, enough, there's always those... Enough
2: plastic the yeah, whales. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Shut up, hippies! Tell us about the show! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, we'll get on to Charmed and stuff. Um, obviously, huge at the time, but continuing to have this legacy... Going forward, do you, are you, I always ask this, are you aware of the legacy now? Were you aware of it at the time? Like, or did it just feel like another job when you're in it?
2: Yeah, when you're in it, you're kind of in this bubble, you know, where you work nine months a year, five days a week. And um, we just kept, you know, it was like the grindstone. We just had to keep going. And we never knew if we were coming back, you know, the next year. And it wasn't until it got sort of syndicated and started reaching, more people at different times during the week, d- during the day, and and different countries. That we kind of realize, oh, no, it's it's taking on a life of its own, outside of our little mechanism. Um, and it was it was it's. I mean, it's still surprising. It's still surprising that it has life.
1: You know, a show is big when you hear the the, the song of it, which is a, a big song anyway. Right, and you start to see the pictures from yeah. the intro are going yeah. through your head. <laughs> I am It's oh, so weird. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so weird. But yeah, you know, like, that's when you know. I mean, it's... Yeah. It's, it's an interesting, like, Charm lives in a, a, a beautiful time in TV history mm-hmm. that I put things like Buffy into that right. and maybe an early point, Star Trek, TNG and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's when TV's finding this big life that has now evolved into things like Netflix and Prime. Really? But... It's what was the beginning of, like, binge culture and stuff like that. It's these shows that people just wanted to, like, eat up and eat up. And when DVDs came, box sets came Mm -hmm. with it and stuff. Do you you find yourself quite proud that you're at that forefront of that change?
2: It's so weird how people don't understand the struggle. Like, the kids don't understand the struggle now. Where you had to actually wait a (laughs) week
0: for another episode.
1: (laughs) The card's doing it at the moment. It's driving me crazy. (laughs)
0: Like, What? (laughs) What do you do for a week? <laughs> Unless you're like me and you record it on VHS, right. but they've never rewind the tape until you filled it up and right. then you go back watch it all in one wow. go. Wow, that's almost like my plastic thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You, re- you keep doing the tape over and over yeah. again until it's like wearing. It's worn really thin. thin. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
2: yeah, you know, it's 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 crazy now because you know people can just watch it over and over and over again in these condensed segments and they honestly know more about it than I do.
1: Oh, yeah, of course. Of <laughs>
2: because course. at this point, you know, I've seen... I've, I, you know, I used to watch the dailies, I used to watch what we would film, and then I would watch it once it was put together. But there's not many episodes I've seen more than twice.
1: Oh, really? So
2: I'm at a huge disadvantage right here. <laughs> huge!
1: <laughs> I mean, it's, it's in a weird way, that's... Because, yeah, you know, fans obviously love it and, like mm-hmm. say, they record it and they watch it again and again... But I guess, like, when you're in it, it's kind of like, if you're in a scene with someone, it's right. kind of like your friends. You don't know what they've been doing,
2: but everyone else does, yeah. No, it's funny, you know, because so many people, so many actors don't want to watch themselves, and I oh, yeah. was sort of obsessed. I think it's part of why they made me a producer, is because I was so obsessed with watching every piece of film that we oh, made. Really? I was <clears> super <throat> invested. I was super young. I had a lot of time on my hands.
0: You came on as a producer, didn't you? About did. season
2: five, was I it? I think or... it was, was it four? It was four or five, I think, mm. yeah. Um, so, yeah, but you know, I was already super obsessed and invested in it and wanted to know every, you know, piece of music and everything that went into it. I was a little crazy about it. Um, well, what's the experience
1: of watching it when you're in it? Do you, do you still get invested in the way you'd watch a show or is it completely sort of? Clinical and work.
2: It's kind of strangely clinical. I, You know, I separate myself from her, which sounds super weird. But, you know, when I'm watching it, it's like watching somebody else. Yeah. Not that I'm such this great actor that I've completed a whole new human character person. But I just, I have to disassociate from any insecurities that I might have. And purely look at, you know, the whole piece of the show and how it fits in and how I fit in. And if I'm doing well enough, which Tom Skerritt already taught me, I will never do well enough. So really watching the film, watching the tape is just like pure torture anyway. (laughs) Right. Because you can't go back and redo it.
1: Yeah, well, that that is the other side of it, isn't it? That's why a lot of people don't watch it because everyone else just sees as a person in a scene. You go, oh, why did I put my ear 30 degrees to the right?
2: (laughs) Yeah. It's Uh, It's terrible. It's terrible.
1: (laughs) When, When was the point you felt that... Did you started to feel the sort of impact of charm, the sort of life it was getting. Was there a moment that you're like, "Oh, this has got big," or
2: you know, a strange thing when it when it really occurred to me that um, you know it was bigger, it was a bigger thing than the WB because the WB was a very big thing in America then with young people, sort of like the CW is now. Um, it, it was when I heard my voice or my character's voice dubbed in French. <laughs> That sounds nothing like me, by the way.
0: <laughs> That's it, <a> right? <rape. laughs> and
2: I think she does mean an Italian, too. I think she does. It still doesn't sound like me. Well, but she's a lovely person. I've met her. She's a lovely
0: person. She just doesn't sound like me. Is that surreal, <laughs> meeting the person who dubs over yeah. your... Because they must yeah. look at you all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
2: it's funny. I actually met one of the uh, the comic book illustrators at a Comic-Con in Sicily. And she was in a panel. And she was in, like, the back row. And she goes, it was one of the last questions. And she goes, so what do you think about the new comic books? And I did not know who she was. <laughs> and I said, you know, I think they're beautiful. I was like, I don't know when Piper got breast implants. <laughs> <laughs> But she, 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 I wish I looked like her. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, oh, that's me. I did that. And I was like. <gasps> <gasps> like I almost
1: fell over. Well, she would stick there because if that was me, I'm sober like, Go, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you.
2: Right, right. She got she she got new superpowers. Yeah,
0: yeah. You could have it could have been way worse. You could could have have been been like, it's awful. I hate it. it." Looks nothing like me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Imagine that. Then you get the next one. You're like, oh, I'm really upset. Exactly. Face those Twitter notifications, forgot to watch anything but Netflix, dreading the video conference small talk at 9? You need a
0: news vitamin, you know. You need the SMART 7. It's a brand new daily podcast that puts your brain into gear. Everything you need to know in less than seven minutes. You need the
1: smarts. Hey, we got the smarts. The Smart7, every weekday at 7am, available
2: right now on Spotify and all the usual places.
1: Um, if you've got a question, raise your hand. If you're nearer the back, try and come this way, and we'll we'll get to you. I'll get you guys, and then we'll move up. Hi.
0: Hi, Holly. Hello. Hi. Uh, uh, I have a question about um, the um, something I I saw on the on an article. I'm not sure it's true or not. Uh, is that true? You have a project with Alisa Milano to do something on Netflix? Uh, oh, we're about just going to jump right into it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay.
2: Um, yeah, no, we have been talking about it, and she has been talking to people at Netflix. And we've talked about, you know, when we were doing the episode of Grey's Anatomy, we talked about doing um, movies, you know, like a couple of movies.
1: That was very professionally. Um, Thank you. I'm going to.
2: Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, kind of, you know, spread apart, um, but a series of movies, like a mini series. Do we still have those? Yeah. Or it's just a six-episode binge watch? No, we're gonna make you wait for it. There's gonna be like two a year, and yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Massive cliffhangers
0: between. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: How would it be? Like uh, 10 years later or something like that? Or you don't want to?
2: How long has it been? Don't answer that.
0: Um, Yeah. We could say 10.
2: You mean mean chronologically? (laughs) Since it's been 13, we could shave off a few. (laughs) 10 would be good.
0: (laughs) I mean... um, uh, for example uh, in what uh-huh. time in, in, would it be like 10 years later after their uh, original chant or something yeah. like that yeah. Yeah. yeah since it's been 13 or
2: 14 I, I agree that 10 is good I with, agree
1: with, with that cause I, I love this because we're in an era where yeah. a lot of the shows we love now come back
2: mm-hmm.
1: I love the shows where they let the characters have lived between
2: oh
1: yeah have you without details or anything do you have something in your head? That's like, do you have that life mapped out that we haven't yes. seen yet?
2: I've already gotten divorced from Leo for Ooh. something very serious. Oh. <laughs> and neighbor Dan is involved. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, that's
1: I'm absolutely. sure that fan fiction already exists. but It does. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. does. I've stolen um, it. We had another question <laughs> somewhere around here. Oh, lovely. Come forward so we can see a great bow and arrow as well.
2: What is your favorite episode in Charmed? My favorite one, um, I always say the same one because it is my favorite. Um, I always always want to come up with a new one more. You know which one I really liked was, I liked Awakening, I liked Brain Drain. I liked that one a lot because I got to play a crazy person, even (laughs) though everybody around me was really crazy. And then I liked Sword in the City was was one of my favorites because I got to play with the sword.
0: They didn't give me a lot of weapons.
2: You know, so when I got one, it was exciting.
0: So if she okay. came back, weapons. Yes. That's another thing that needs she to She gets go.
2: weapons. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And a car. But like a cool <laughs> car. A cool car. Like a supernatural car. Oh. Like a, a
1: supernatural car with no weapons. No more Jeeps.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no more green Jeeps. You,
1: you also said they didn't give me weapons. Like, it wasn't the character they didn't trust in. Yeah. No, they <laughs> wouldn't
2: give me weapons.
1: <laughs> okay Holly okay
2: put it down
1: um, yeah if you want to just if you can let this lovely lady through oh look at that you're like Moses then. great work hello
0: hi Holly hey hi. Uh, what's the difference between you like Holly and uh, your Piper and uh, character maybe in life rules or
2: what's a similar thing there's not a lot of differences <laughs> after this long um She's far more organized than I am. No, that's actually, that's not true. Because her kitchen was a little messy. But she lived with her sisters, and they were messier, so I blame them. Um, what else? We're very similar. And now we're both you know, juggling family. Like, I have far too many kids. She had far too many family members. That must have been a really big house. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I need a bigger house. Like her house. Because It's crowded.
1: Um, Yes, and then we'll come down the line. Hello.
2: Hello. Uh, Hi, Holly. Hi. Did you know um, um, why there was no episode of Charmed, Crossover, and Buffy Buffy the Vampire Slayer?
1: Why was there no uh, Charmed and Buffy crossover episode?
2: I asked for it. See? And that's the problem. When I ask for something, they say No. Mm -hmm. yes i am that's all right i'll (laughs) take the blame because it was my idea i really wanted that or an angel one i think i asked for angel would have
1: worked really well
2: and i still keep trying to get on supernatural and they won't return my calls i don't know why i would have loved that because they don't give me the weapons which (laughs) is
1: which is the show you'd love to cross over into the most
2: you know the the, the the show that I was into most recently was Game of Thrones, but I would never want to be on there because people either die or they're naked all the time, and I don't want to do either.
1: Chom Game of Thrones crossover. No. Who would who would Piper? Which god would she have? Which it, like worship for her powers?
2: Oh my god, she'd have to blow up everything. It's so violent.
1: I think I think you'd be like the the red witch. I think you'd be in that clan. No. She's here, okay, I know.
2: and she's super scary. Okay, <laughs>
1: I've got a really good camera on my phone. We can make this happen.
2: <laughs> she's super scary.
1: Um, yeah, he was down this way. I'll come. On. Hello.
2: Hi. Hey. Um, and welcome to Belgium.
1: Thank you. I was wondering, because at the time, I remember there weren't very many shows like Charmed Mm -hmm. with uh, Magic or Supernatural things, and I was wondering when you
2: uh, first got the script, how you felt about it, what your impression was, and also how you got involved with the show. Uh, You know, it was really hard at that time, because special effects were just kind of burgeoning, and it, it was sort of left up to your imagination, Um, When you read the scripts and depending on how good or bad your imagination is, it could be really terrifying when you read scripts and you're like, how are they going to do this? Is this going to look like crap? Because it could. And, you know, a lot of our special effects we had never done before. Nobody had attempted before. Nobody did the, the, the glowy things on Brian's hand. And, you know, originally it was actual light bulbs. Wow, it was really? really, yeah, it was dangerous.
1: Very hot as well. They weren't LEDs <laughs> in those days.
2: <laughs> they oh my god, we're so old! So old. Um, but literally, like, yeah, that means time is up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The boat is Sorry, coming. Sorry, the
1: Titanic's just coming. The Titanic <laughs> is sinking.
2: Um, but yeah, he had little light bulbs on his fingers and they were taped. And sometimes he'd be like, This is he that why he up? got the role? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> he's the guy. And literally, like, he. Okay, I don't want to say he has sweaty palms, but sometimes the tape would stop and they'd just hang down and they'd fall <laughs> down and I'd be like, oh. It was so... No. Oh, my magic's failing. Oh. <laughs> my magic is drooping. Yeah. Um, no, it was so manual. <laughs> it was so very manual. Um, but later we, we learned how to do that with computers yeah. and it was less clumsy for all of us. You know, it was really weird to think about it. It's like we're talking about a show that was done in the 1920s, but it's like, you know, when we did this, the split screen where we would have to freeze somewhere, I would have to freeze someone, everybody would have to freeze, and then that one person on the split side of the screen, we had to have, like, a middle line, would have to, like, everybody would freeze, and then that one person <laughs> would step out like this. It was so awkward. It's like to, naked Kevin. <laughs> yeah, to be on screen like this... And, like, somebody's walking. (laughs) It's so bizarre. Um, So I give us a lot of credit for making it believable because half the time we were just trying not to laugh. And there's very many scenes. You know, when I look back, if I catch it, like, for some reason in America, the show always shows on gyms, TVs. Shows in
1: my gym all the time. It's so wrong. i ran towards you so many times.
2: In that's fact, when why, he saw you, he just got run, really sweaty. I run out of the gyms when I see <laughs> me. It's the greatest excuse not to go.
1: Um, little tip for anyone else who has it in the gym. It's a really beautiful moment. You could stop your treadmill and stand on it, and you just slowly distance <laughs> you. It's like, it's like, come back.
2: <laughs> yeah, those were basically our special effects. <laughs> yeah, that's it <right>. was. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs>
1: and I've got light bulbs attached to my hands. That's yeah. great. <laughs> um, on that, with you guys, because you were, like again, Buffy's... The same area, you and mm-hmm. Buffy and those shows—you are pioneering those digital effects. So, like, you really are test them out. It's yeah. incredible, like, because there must have been that sense, like, someone going, "Well, it's working." I don't know.
2: Yeah, totally. That was our special effects department and prop department going, "I don't know," um, you know. And, and thankfully, it improved through the years. But there's still some scenes that I'll catch and go, like. <laughs> I mean, it looks like Land of the Lost, you know, <laughs> from the yeah. 70s. It's awful. And that was the one reason I was really personally invested in redoing it. And I was like, because these the special effects are so much better now. I, I needed mean, some redemption. It, it,
1: it would be incredible because, again, Star Trek's a good comparison. When you look at yeah. The generation which is just before you guys, and right. then you look at the reboots now, Charmed yeah. with that sort of gear behind it. Could, uh-huh, well, it, incredible yeah. um, we're gonna just wrap up in a second does anyone have any questions they are burning to ask yes burning I've got someone We've got left some there. One more. Hello.
2: hello hi Holly hello what's the funniest thing that you ever experienced in your career on a set the funniest thing well the most ridiculous thing comes to mind when we were doing the last episode and we had exploded the house which was actually a really poignant, sort of sad event for us because we actually did explode the house. Like, it wasn't like a fake house. Like, the real house is fun, and here's the fake house we blew up. No, we actually blew it up. Like, our producers were like, we're never coming back. Wait, not a model or something? No. We, we like, they they had to burn down, like, burn the witches. They had to burn down the the real house and so when we walked into the stage it was kind of like you know it's a big building like this and then we built the house in the middle of it and we were kind of like oh this is for real was that was that quite central it was it was super strange to walk in and just have it flattened like that so then of course they take me the pregnant lady because i was about three months pregnant with my second son and they're like you get down there and i'm like what 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 And they said, "Just get down. You're gonna. You come up. You find Phoebe dead." And and, and. so I I get down on the ground because the whole house has exploded. And then I feel them. You know, granted, this is eight years later. They're really not that kind to me anymore. They're super used to me. They're like, "I'll see you at the bar later." And they put me down. And they go, "This is just going to be on for a second, and it'll turn off." And I was like, "What does that mean?" And they put a whole bunch of wood on me, and they set it on fire. <laughs> and I was like, why are we setting the pregnant lady on fire?
1: Just just someone snuck on set. Yeah. I'm going to get me these witches. Yeah,
2: burn the witches. I was like, seriously? <laughs> it's a little too on the nose. Like, I know you don't need me anymore, but really? Yeah, so they buried me and set me on fire. Oh. It's okay. I got up just fine. i love fine. it if
0: that wasn't in the show. Yeah. That was just, uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> right, they cut like to the last second smolder of it. It's just a little smoke. Yeah. It was for their own personal fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Just before we let you go, it be I would surprising? love to ask, because we talked about the idea of like coming back and stuff, but also, like I said before, the legacy of Charmed is huge, and you should be very proud of it, but are you also very proud that you're at a time where you've done a show about uh, not only family members, but mm-hmm. female-led family members, right. and they're powerful. And it's never, it's never something where you get so many shows like, we're going to have a female. It's just right. allowed to be. And I imagine that has influenced so many people who have now become adults and stuff, who mm-hmm. saw you guys and stuff like that. That must be a beautiful feeling. I imagine you get fans coming up going, mm-hmm. thank you, you gave me something I didn't mm-hmm. see on TV and stuff. Yeah, is that quite a warm, nice feeling? It is,
2: it, you know, and, and I attribute it to Aaron Spelling, who always said, you know, he wanted the show to be about a family and sisters who happen to be witches, and you know, not witches who happen to be sisters. And so it was very much by his own design, and you know, and I think us, uh, the three of us, and then the four of us, just as individual, you know, people and women. Um, really wanted to be represented in a way that was true to us. And so that was important to us. And we were lucky enough to have all three and four of us agree to that. Yeah. And um, it just kind of came through, but it it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like on purpose. It wasn't for hashtag purposes. Yeah. It, it <laughs> just, you know, it was like, it was, it was our strength and individuality coming out because we wanted to do something good that people could relate to. And, um, we didn't anticipate this yeah level. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I'm glad it worked.
1: And uh, we are very glad it as well. And I, again, it's 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 probably the best place to sort of end on the mm-hmm. fact that it's nice to hear that it's not something orchestrated. It's something organic. Yeah, and it's something. It really was. It's something that yeah. I'm. I'm Glad it became what it did when you look out there. We are going to let you go. Thank you. Um, Holly is here all for the rest of the day. Please do go see her. Uh, Thank you. Oh, yeah. Didn't even have to ask her. And there you go. So thanks for listening.
0: You can find us on social media. We are at Pod. that's C-O-N-S-E-S-S-I-O-N-S. Pod and that's on Instagram and Twitter. Yep,
1: yeah, and if you're interested in what either Beck or myself are up to, where can they find you, Beck?
0: Yeah, you can find me Beck Hill comedian. That's uh, on all social media and websites. Or be chill comedian if you read it wrong. And Matt, I believe you're in the middle of writing a show where you buy people's souls.
1: That's correct. I, at the time of recording, own three souls by contract. <laughs> <laughs> Where can
0: people sell you their souls, Matt?
1: You can sell me your souls or just come for silly stuff. I am at Matt Hyten on Twitter and I am at It's Matt Titan on uh, Instagram because there is another Matt Hyten and he got there first. <laughs> uh, other than that, thanks for listening. We will see you again
2: soon.
0: This has been a Great Big Owl production with help from Joel Morris, recorded by Alex Remersval at Comic-Con Brussels, who we are very thankful to have us hosting there, produced and edited by John Harris, with the theme tune by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. GreatBigOwl.com Heavy Pencil An actor of my experience, you just get run dry. A podcast sitcom with Anna Crilly and Tony Gardner. I played played Edmund Gelder, and he played Fanny Snatch. The Observer called it a lovely thing. Wonderfully funny, pitched perfectly, produced with a light touch. I'm
1: not having any more of this. I need you to pull me off
2: immediately.
0: Heavy Pencil from Great Big Owl. I'm at the Nelson line